What's up, everyone? It's Tweak or Gavin. I really don't like this. I don't. Go back to Gavin or Tweak. It really hurts to hear Tweak or Gavin. What's What's good? up, everyone? It's oh, it's okay. Gavin or Tweak. It's too lit. That sounds so much better. Oh my, Gavin or it's my <laughs> What's good? What's good? What's good? What up? What up? It's Charles or Thorin. Mix it up, you know. What oh, saying? He threw the last name in there. Not the government, Charles. Uh, you got Matt or has? What's going on, everybody? We had, of course, glitch regen this weekend. Uh, Kamehame making quite a wave through that bracket. Actually, a lot of players doing uh, really well there. Light taking it down. So we got a lot to cover here um, with that MDBA Classic, the glitch series. So first off, we were talking about this before we went live. The theme, ten out of ten. Very easily ten out of ten theme. The merch. Super clean. Who doesn't like a good JRPGs? And they're so well represented in Smash between Hero, obviously Cloud, and Sephiroth. So, yeah, dude, I thought the theme was amazing. What? Why'd you give me that look? You didn't say Sora. The most important Yeah, anyway, one. all the most important ones. Uh, okay, buddy. I covered all of them. <laughs> That's every single one of them. Uh, but, yeah, they uh, they crushed it with the theme. Like, the pictures with the Sephiroth steering people was sick. Like, it was, it was as always, with Glitch, like... A main part of the reason you'd want to go is just because of like the ambiance, right? Of the theme and like all that stuff. And we did see, you know, a lot of different cloud players, Sephiroth players there in attendance. So, yeah, man, it was good stuff. Has is the biggest hater, bro. Like, yeah, oh, I am, dude. I am. Oh, cloud players, hater. Sephiroth players, and like, Sora, yeah, Sephiroth, bro. Cloud, and Hero, and that's it. No you know one how, else comes um, to mind. Y'all, y'all have been to Glitch, right? You know how they have those like panel thingies on the wall and it has like different characters, like. I think mm-hmm. the Infinite one had like a bunch of Street Fighter characters, and the Konami Cold one had like uh like the Belmonts and stuff. They had all the Final Fantasy protagonists from one until fifteen on the walls. Really wow! Cool. wow. Except they didn't have twelve. I guess they might have been confused. Like, is it Vaughn? Is it Fra- sorry? I don't know if y'all are big in Final Van, Fantasy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah Balthier, right? From Balthier, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like hold Balthier on. Yeah, hold dude, on. I know. I'm a hater with a purpose. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know all this stuff. <laughs> I played pretty much every Final Fantasy. It's justified hate. It is. Uh, Kingdom Hearts is up there for sure, too, obviously. I know a lot about Kingdom Hearts. I know a lot. So anyway. basically, my goal for this podcast is to talk about how Sora is a good character. True. And I've known this from the beginning. We've always... Hey. hey, to be fair, though, I'll we missed say, on Sephiroth. We missed on Sephiroth. We did we, miss we, on Sephiroth. not it, done yet. We don't, always not... Hit, we don't always hit on this podcast. We don't always hit. So, usually we do. I think Sora is more than good. I think Sora is really good. How good is really good? We'll get, you Maybe top tier. As in what, though? As in top, what? Like, what? Top, top 20? Maybe top 20. 20. Oh, yeah, I'm down with that. No. Huh? <laughs> And Sora is better than Sephiroth, and always was. Yeah, I, I don't know about always was. But I don't know about always was. I don't know about always that was fast. Was. It's only been a few minutes, and I already said what I wanted to say this week. Yeah, end of the <laughs> and episode. Thanks for joining us. I right, run the honey ad quick. Uh, yeah, uh, I we were talking about it. Obviously, we had our normal back and forth with Sora, and you were like, "Sora's good," and I'm like, "No, Sora sucks." And then you were like, "Sora's better than Sephiroth," and I was like. Shit, I was like, I got, I got nothing. Like normally, I have something like witty to say here. I was like, I got nothing. Like you might just straight up be right this time. Um, 
And I think a lot of that is just Sephiroth falling off, to be honest with you. More so, and Sora stocks are going up. I hate to say it, but they are. And uh, Sephiroth stocks are going down. You're pretty much done with the character. Uh, Ned tweeted out yep. uh, after this weekend that he's done with Sephiroth. He's not wasting his time. Ken literally only knows how to hit back air and forward tilt. Like, he did. Bro, the thing with Ken Sephiroth. The thing that I like about Ultimate is we were talking about, I think it was Apollo Kage, maybe Leo too, maybe you as well, Gavin, but just players who use like the entire kit of a character, right? Like fully anything. Like you see like Apollo Kage or you or Leo or Light or anybody use like every single move in the kit to try to get a W. That is not the case with Ken Sephiroth, like at all. Like it's just, it just back airs and it just F tilts. There were no shadow flares. There were no mix up in it. He just played, which is fine because those are the best two tools in the kit for sure for that character but at the same time it's like dude i feel like there's so much more to be had with this character potentially maybe not though maybe that's it i i don't really know but sephiroth is certainly not in a good place right now in the meadow that's for sure i think one of the hardest things with sephiroth is like from my experience when i played him i would do like you know some pretty creative stuff like in practice but it's like you you get rigid in tournament. You're so scared of dying early. And like you, you, if you mess up, like, and, um, it's so funny. Um, I was streaming a couple days ago or something, just normal practice. And, and someone in my Twitch chat was talking about, um, they all, they just hated me. They were saying like how, how I'm carried or something like that. But what they said that I actually think applies here was they were talking about how, why would I ever trust tweaks opinions? He like compared Sephiroth to Ganondorf once. Which is, it sounds funny, but what I meant was, I feel like in order to do some of the interesting things with Sephiroth, it requires more risk and some weird stuff and like some hard reads. And when I think of hard reads, like Ganondorf is a character that just comes to mind. So that's why I, I probably said that at the time. And, and that's why when you see in tournament, it's just, there's no risk. It is just fully like, stay away from me. I have a huge sword and it makes it hard to to get stocks consistently and especially early. You're not going to get early stocks with this because you're not going to mix it up. You're not going to go for different moves in the kit. You're not going to go for a crazy edge guard. And it makes playing Sephiroth really stressful and, and difficult. And, you know, while I agree with everything has said, I also get it as someone who plays Sephiroth. When you get nervous his moveset like gets smaller and smaller throughout the match. True. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah. And I mean, again, those are his key moves. You know, you could break down anyone and be like light mashes down air, neutral air and, and up smash. Right. Like there's ways to break it down, but truly I feel like I don't know what the future of this character looks like is what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't know. Ned's yeah. done. You're done basically. For now, well, until you change your mind next week or whatever, tomorrow, later today. <laughs> um, and Ken, I don't know what he's, obviously, I don't want to talk to Ken or anything, but I don't know what he's thinking, but this couldn't have been the result he was looking for. Um, and not only that, but like, dude, comparing the two characters, it's interesting because Sora, damn it, not to compliment this damn character, he's so consistent. You can't get him off stage. Like, he does, obviously, he's not like the heaviest, obviously, he's like, whatever pretty light character but dude you can't contest him off stage like you're not gonna cheese him or you're not really able to cheese him i don't think it's hard except usually for his yeah well like I, how though like sonic blade is so good i it's think so he has good. consistency in other areas too i think his damage output is really solid it's insane he has lots of confirms he has 
He fights well at a lot of ranges, like with projectiles and stuff. He has good burst options. His dash attack is like Mario's, but like way better for two framing and just for like closing the gap. Um, and it crosses up shield like pretty far. So yeah, you can kind of use yeah. it like he's you know, genuinely yeah. very solid, and that's why when he was releasing, I was saying he looks fun to play. Like, and he 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 genuinely is. If if you really go into it with an open mind, I guess maybe people want expected something else, and that's why they think he's boring or don't enjoy him. Obviously, he can be really defensive and lame, so I, I get that. But because he's so well-rounded, I, I think he's really fun and really good. Like, his up air alone is one of the best up airs in the game. Yeah, I'm looking it, like corn up here. It does Dude, it all. It's one of those up airs that, that is surprisingly, you don't see it often in Smash Ultimate. An up air that has that arch that hits grounded opponents consistently and stuff like that, you don't really see that as much. Clouds got taken away. You don't Dude. see that as much. The one that did it for me, where I was like, "All right, this character is definitely better than I initially thought," was the the Faraga uh, confirms for sure. Yeah, like, that was like, and you just I grab just, people mid like mid range, like after confirming it, like what? Yeah, and I had seen that before, like on Twitter, and I was like, I don't really know how practical this is because Sora's so floaty, and like who's gonna get hit by that? But dude, it happened. It happened a lot actually. You got yeah. a lot of damage off. Especially good. It's a good projectile. Shack. It's solid. It's yeah. Shack after. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. We're definitely in a really interesting spot for this meta. Like, dude, we haven't even talked about Light, who won the tournament yet. You know what I mean? Like, we're yeah. obviously the main topic is going to be Sora and how that looked for Command. Sora and, and Sephiroth. Stuff, yeah. Light yeah, was definitely sure. my my pick to win the whole bracket. I mean, and bro. Light was my pra- my pick to win Summit five. Yep. You know what Same. I mean? And it was Same. a close call, right? It, Light didn't end up taking it, but he he was right there. I I think Light is just. If you want to win a tournament or if you want to be the best in the world or something, light is going to be like one of like one of the main obstacles. Like light light is in top eight, light is in grand finals, like light is winning against all these players, like light is just the player to beat a lot of the time. Well, well, well. That's funny, because I was at Glitch Inf- Infinite. Holy crap, that was a year ago. I was at that though. But I was gonna say you're not wrong. <laughs> but I was at Glitch uh, uh, Region, and uh, I was talking to Light, and I was like, you know, you might be the second best player in the world right now. Yeah, like, I just flat out said it. I was like, like it's like Leo, and like we're not counting Spargo because Spargo's like gone and hasn't really been competing. Retired. And it's either Akola like, or you. It's it's one of you two. But like. He's omega consistent. Yeah. Like, he does not... He... I don't think I've ever seen him get, like, upset by anyone outside of, like, the top 10. Like, I think his worst loss is, like, Cosmos. Like, that is a rough... That's a very good, like, worst loss to have. And he's... He just beats people, like... And he kind of... Sometimes he makes it look easy, like... That's what I was saying. He cleans people up very often. Like if someone isn't ready, three out and a handshake. Yep, it's, it's swift. It's it's not pretty most of the time, which is very impressive and scary. Oh no, I guess technically his worst loss is Aaron, which is still like another really good yeah. loss to have, right? Like, and that's another yeah. tournament where top three performance. Like, yep, like it's just always the person to beat, or like yeah. you know yeah. one of the very few. Yeah. 
that should be in that conversation. It's it's interesting too, and obviously I know Charles has felt this more than any of us, is that initially with Light, it was like here or there he'd have an amazing tournament early on, right? But there were a lot of inconsistencies with the character Fox, you know, and I, with like he just dies early. Oh, he gets agitated. Oh, I've seen this one before, and then he just dies at 50, you know, off stage or 30 or 20. Like he just kept dying. But he has evolved uh, for sure. Like he has just brought it to the next, beyond the yeah. next level with not just his recoveries have always been some of the best that Bro. we've seen in ultimate for sure. Those have somehow gotten better, but he's also gotten more consistent at his confirms finding kills so that he doesn't get cheese. And even like just everything, like he's just firing in all cylinders, man. I don't know how he did it, but he has improved in like basically every category, which is insane. I think when it comes to like avoiding like dying early and stuff like that, I think one of the reasons this doesn't happen and when it does happen he has such a huge lead that it doesn't matter a lot of the time. Yep. Sometimes he'll be up three stocks to one and a couple unfortunate things will happen, but it doesn't matter. Like some of the lost game, like individual games he lost this weekend were like reverse three stocks. It's like, this is what you have to do to, to beat light. And I think Aaron had to do similar things to, to beat light too. Mm-hmm. Like not only is it this hard and his character, this oppressive, if you want to win a game, you have to win from like, a huge deficit and like and that's most likely what anyone would have to do like just because of the nature of fox and just how consistent light is with it and i haven't pieced that together until right now like how often that's been happening the last Mm -hmm. few tournaments but basically anyone that's taken games or come close to beating light is like from a deficit and it just makes sense like if it's someone like this efficient and a character this oppressive and even when like He's behind sometimes, like he makes those comebacks. Like especially yeah, if he like, ever that's not if he brings it to last stock, like and you're at and he and you're uh, you have him at like one twenty and you're at zero, like if you get hit one time by the right hit, suddenly you're in full panic mode because you know you're probably taking eighty and then one more interaction, like a few lasers and a nair, you die. Like yeah. it's like one of those like really scary things to play around. Not to mention light is the fastest player on the planet and i don't think it's close like yeah. i've played i've played cola i've played void i've played you like it feels i played cosmos it feels like light is just playing so much faster than everybody Absolutely. else and it's, yeah. i want to say oh it's fox but like roy's fast sheik's fast like diddy's not as fast mithra's fast right but like yeah it just feels like he's just playing faster yeah yeah, but Fox is also a character that gets bang for your buck for that, right? Like, the way yes. I always thought about it is Light stuck with Fox from the very beginning. He didn't jump ship. He, you know, day one was Fox. And uh, obviously Fox has gotten changes not only to, you know, his actual move kit. Like, down air getting fixed is was one of the biggest changes to Fox because before you could... Well, well, yeah, because it didn't work, right? Like, you, you would down air and they would pop out. No, I'm serious. So, it's like you would always... Yeah. So, against Fox and on all... Like, if you guys competed, you guys should know this. Like, when you played against Fox, you always parried for Nair because down air didn't work. So, there was no parry mix-up, right? So, it's like, okay, I always parry Nair, and that's my parry timing. I never have to worry about down air because 90% of the time I pop out and he's negative on hit. I reversal Fox, and then that's, a ra- that's not a wrap, but like... It essentially took the move out of going for landing there, right? So that was a huge fix. Um, Light on top of that innovated so much about the character. A lot of development, Fox-wise, has gotten a lot better from the very beginning. Like, 
uh, everyone was just doing like smash four illusions because you couldn't like you can snap really low to the ledge and um, if you watch any fox player like they'll do horizontal firefox or, or illusions that are like here's the ledge and then they like they go this way and then they snap up and it, it honestly makes it a lot harder to edge guard fox i think in this game he's one of the harder like versions of fox to edge guard i know i meme all the time and say if you can't edge guard firefox you're trolling but like firefox is a lot harder to edge guard in this game and it's stronger and it's a lot um, more punishing when you don't yeah and yep. yeah exactly exactly before it's like oh i got burned like whatever like i'm not even i don't even have to tech the stage now it's like you're at 20 you didn't tech the stage you're you're dead because you have no yeah and, and it does massive damage now. it does incredible damage right so a lot of things, um, Light has gotten a lot better just from sticking with the character and learning like the nuances and getting more consistent getting back on stage. On top of that, he innovated forward air in neutral, which was like a broom. Like it's it's so funny because when someone asks me like what's the like that's not that big of a difference, right? But at zero percent Fox getting a forward air, especially if it's full hop, even short hop you get into you go into an up air usually or you can go into another forward air right and then it puts him at like 20 to 30 damage is the perfect range for fox to be at. everything he always wants his yeah. yes he always yeah. wants his opponent to be at 20 or 30. fox at zero is like a lot of his grounded move kit like dash attack isn't doesn't combo you can't up tilt it's negative on hit unless you're playing as a super fluid like a lot of his kit is shut down on the ground so he's playing like an air to air game on top of that you know, forward air cross up he's been doing and he's just innovated so much about the character. And Fox is also a character that scales with how fast the player is, right? Uh and Light just being one of the fastest players and he stuck with Fox for so long. Now it, I, I feel like he's just getting rewarded. I feel like Light is a player that's scaling with his character, right? Yeah. Like this, Fox is a character that, you know, even even as of you know, the last couple of months I've been thinking, I'm like, dang, is, is Fox better than Wolf? I've always been a person that thinks Wolf is better than Fox, but it's like the better the player base gets, I think the better Fox gets, if that makes sense to you guys. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a character that, like, if you hit every... Now, when Light's playing on point and hits every tech chase, he looks unstoppable, right? Yeah. But then when you look at, like, Grand Final Set 2 of Last Summit, you know, he wasn't hitting the tech chases. What happens when Fox doesn't hit every tech chase and up smashes you on reaction on the tech chase then he's in trouble right so it's like it, it's a character that you have to be very much so on point to get rewarded but when you're on point it doesn't feel like it's fair you know what i'm saying like that's <laughs> yeah. that's the kind of character fox is you know what i mean like oh my opponent's not making mistakes geez like i really get put at a tech chase at like 80 or 90 and if he's just on point i die you know what i'm yeah. saying because yeah. he just reacts to every option it's... and he can also like throw out the jab if he has enough time to like OS the Miss Tech and yada yada. So, yeah, I mean, Light's been incredibly, like, just consistent recently. But I do want to, I kind of like brought up his whole history and how he innovated the character too, because it's, it's like years and years of hard work, right? And it's, yeah. it's coming to fruition. Yeah. And it's, it's really sick to see that for him. Well, and I think that's where the speed comes in too, because it's not just the speed of Fox or or White or whatever. It's his decision making. It's also yep, natural. Exactly. Like he he is so quick at up smashing the second he can because he knows he like if you whiff something from him, boom, up smash. Like it is always like when he's playing, you see his thought process. He always has like plan A, like up smash on reaction when I can. Like he's that is just always there. Like he is just always thinking of that, and then he has layers beyond that. But I think even in one of the clips that we showed earlier, I think Kamehameha like hit an F tilt on shield or something. He just up smashed like like lightning fast. It's because 
he always thinks to do that because there have been times in the past where he hasn't done that and it costs yeah. him games or costs him stocks or costs him sets because like Charles said, that's the character of Fox. And like, he cares all- so much about those situations and like as someone who plays with him and talks with him while we're playing, if he messes something like that up, he gets really upset with yep. himself yep. and he works super hard to, to clean it up. And that's why he, he's really hard on himself while he's practicing. Like, yep. He'll, he'll think like, Oh, I need to learn how to play this game again. And I'm like, wow, you're going to like, that's, a very intense way of describing <laughs> warming yeah. up. You know what I mean? Cause he's, he's playing fine of course, but he just, his standards are that high because I think he knows what he's capable of. He knows what Fox is capable of and he knows if he does it right, then like it's just consistent. And when he messes up a tech chase or if he messes up an out of shield punish or the ledge trap, like, like he, like you can see it even in tournament. Like he, he, he like um, really, always wants to like perfect that so how much uh yeah. how much of glitch did y'all watch i'm curious but like, most of it from top, well, I, I, top I watched a good amount. how well do you, how well do y'all think light was playing um on the he, final day he was playing a lot better he he did what he usually does where he like like scales like he gets a lot better the more he plays but i did see like some of the day one sets and it was uh some of the worst i've seen him play <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were talking all weekend we we're like bro because he's really tired and he was talking about how he didn't really want to like be there because he just you know he he was just at summit yeah yeah and, and he's like bro the hardest, hardest tournament in smash ultimate history by the way like players <laughs> absolutely playing their hearts out like their lives are on the line so like i i just need to put it in the context of just yeah. how hard that tournament was and yeah. how much effort and energy that was put in by the players, um, even just and then stack on top traveling, stack on top that we got there what like Tuesday night, you know what yeah. I mean? Like there, there there's it's a lot, lot going into that. So just definitely wanna if 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 you don't know now you know. <laughs> yeah, he was uh he was just like bro, I'm really tired. Like I'm not playing too hot this weekend. And I was just watching him play, and I was like, honestly, you are making a lot of mistakes, but you're at this point, you're so good that it it doesn't matter like i think the first time i saw him really feel like he had to turn up what is when he was down 2-1 because that was a against sonics was the first time he was down in a set and like games four and five looked completely different i was like oh my gosh like you you actually were like all right it's time to buckle down like really turn up and like get this w and he did it and just he just came down and he was like Oh, that was the first time I got pushed this weekend. I was like, that's a crazy thing to say, but it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's true. Like, if you can win, like, not having a play on point, and he was like really frustrated because he's like, I'm playing really bad, but also, like, I, I don't feel like I have to play that well, but he was still frustrated and being hard on himself. So it yeah. was, it was really interesting to watch. Like, it felt like everyone also was trying their heart out, and he was kind of just like playing. He's cruising, yeah. Yeah. He uh, when I saw him turn up was against PK Chris because at one point, just PK Chris getting top eight. By the Mm -hmm. way, winner side, a lot of crazy results in the top eight. Yeah, but uh, good stuff to PK Chris. But there was one moment where White, I think he lost game two or game three, and the camera went back to him and he was like hitting himself on the Mm -hmm. side of the head, like trying to wake. Yeah, he does that shit. Like he was trying to wake up and. I think that's where it really started for the wake-up call. And playing Sharp, too. He played against Sharp really, really, really well earlier that day. But the thing with um, Chris is he he parried 
Chris was trying to recover right next to the ledge with a PK Thunder, and Light parried it and just down smashed and just killed him. Like while Ness was like floating right in front of the ledge, I was like, "What? Like that's an option? Are you kidding? Me? Like are you serious? Like that's when I was like, "Damn, he's awake right now." But obviously, like going into that, the real challenge for him, he was the one C two, and I feel like with Light recently, we've seen him get a lot of seconds, a lot of thirds, you know, mm-hmm. summit packs, like. I was getting a little nervous that it would be one of those tournaments for him, you know, especially when he went down against Sonics, who had maybe one of the most clutch game fives I've ever seen in Smash history. I don't know if you guys watched that yeah. set against Kameme, but holy shit, if you haven't, at least watch, you should watch the whole set just to do a service, but if you don't have an hour and a half to watch the whole set, then just watch. <laughs> it was a long set, dude. They were both they were both chilling, and they're both so good at it. Like, there's no, that's, you know, obviously that's a joke on how long the set was, but trying to win you're trying to win and uh the last stock of game five in that set was so that's the thing is like with long sets you know twitch chat they're all badge you know like trying to sleep and the thing with that is it builds up to this one incredible moment though which yes, was yes, really yes. cool like and i don't think there's anyone in the world no offense gavin uh better in that situation than sonics i really don't like it, it's close don't get me wrong like you're my guy still but <laughs> sonics is when he has someone like that i'm like he's gonna win like i don't he's down by 70 uh but he's gonna win it's last stock he's got 18 seconds to do it he's down 50 okay yeah he's got this like <laughs> he did and that's what he did and he didn't even just it didn't go straight to timeout it basically did but like he won, like just flat yeah. out, he won. Like that was incredible. It was knew, an incredible sequence for sure. I he felt was, like he was gonna do it, but I'm like, I have no idea how. Like it's too late, he can't, and then he just did. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, that's <laughs> just part of his his skills, right? Like he's practiced those situations so much. Like he goes to time and practice, right? So like this is not, and he goes to time a lot in brackets. It's like this is not new territory to him. He knows how to play the situations. But for a lot of people, it's new territory. So they're just like, uh, there's a minute left. Do I play safe? Do I try to push the lead? Uh, what do I do? And Sonic's like, all right, I'm just going to see what you do. And I'll, I'll adjust accordingly in this minute that I have left. I don't know how he figures it out that quickly. But he's like, oh, okay, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Also, that's, what I do. that's what I appreciate about playing you more, Gavin, is that you will play and like play neutral so safe and like, for such a long time. I don't even notice that it's been five minutes and only two stocks are gone yeah. or whatever. Like I'm noticing. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, it's, anyway, it's time yeah. management, right? I think yeah. I, that's I think how I, I play Smash. Here. So yeah. it's, it's like, I was playing Smash last night. Uh, like after I streamed practice, but I played like a, uh, like a handful of games last night too, just cause I felt like playing. Cause I even played some Yuzu with uh, Cosmos. Um, but I Dang, played some finally... more white. Dang, you got you installed Yuzu? That's crazy. <laughs> but I played some more Wi-Fi after that, so I played a lot yesterday, and um, I was playing, and one of the matches went to time, and they like posted like a screenshot of it going to time, and they're like, like, and this happens a lot in that group of people I practice with, and like, I was just thinking like, you did it to yourself, like, I like like. Marcus was saying, like, I'm going to adjust to what is going on. If I'm playing light, I'm not, it, it's not going to go to time. Nope. If I'm, but if I'm playing sure. this particular match, like, there's a reason it went to time. And in this particular example, I had a lead the whole time, but they, their pacing didn't change. And I just, I saw my win condition five minutes ago. You know what I mean? And, like, I, 
I'm Diddy Kong. I'm not just going to blow you up. Like, I wish I could just end the game here with my lead, but I'm fighting against Rosalina in this example. And like, this is the one way I could lose this. So it's, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Time, time management is huge and not yeah. a lot of players understand time management along with pacing. And I think players like yourself, Sonics, uh, they really understand that most, most Sonic players understand this to be fair. Sonic is probably one of the best characters at abuse. I don't want to say abusing, but like you, Sonic can play both sides of the coin. He obviously plays the defensive side more, like just better, right? Where it's like, oh, I have I have the lead, and you have to come in the spin dash. That's Sonic's like number one I... on WinCon, but he also has the speed to just like go on offense. And Sonic's is so good at noticing, like, oh, I only have a minute, or I only have two minutes. Like that ch- change of pace. He's the winner's bracket against Kameme where it was just like, okay, I only have this much time, but I have to close the gap in damage or close the gap in, you know, yeah. or get the stock, right? And even, <laughs> it was funny because I was like, is Sonic's up smash having a long animation going to screw Sonic's over? Like, that's how yeah. almost it, it was, was. It almost. It, almost, it looked bro, I was so like, strange because it like simultaneously ended the game, but also killed. It was so weird looking. Dude, and it, uh, I was wondering if we were going to see, because you know how they kind of like fix that in Ultimate, where you don't Star get Kale. the Star KO? That's oh, what okay, I was okay. saying, because they, they kind of fix that in Ultimate, right? Where did they? Yeah, they like it's essentially It's supposed did it. to be that way, but I've it's definitely, seen, be, I've definitely like, seen last stock situations go to Star KO close. I don't know if it was close to the timer ending up, but it's not supposed to. I think, oh, it's yeah. the, I think if the countdown is happening, don't quote me. Somebody in the comments knows Someone this. I'm sure, oh, I'm wow. sure they will let us know. But I didn't know this. If the timer is counting anymore, down, then yeah. you shouldn't, it shouldn't start KO. Which I kind of like, but I also think it's kind of, I don't know how I feel about it, honestly, because there's so many iconic smash moments where someone's tumbling into the background and you're like, is it going to, are they going to die before the timer ends? Like, what's going to happen? I Smash love is that. crazy, bro. Nah, it, it what is. What the heck? Yeah. As a player, I hate I that. Well, oh, yes, yes, of course. Like, if that happened to one of you guys, I'd be like, well, this sucks, obviously. Like, this is terrible. Hey, everyone. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Now, I don't know about all of you, chat, but I do be shopping online all the time. The thing is, though, I always feel like I'm wasting money when I can't find a promo code when I'm ready to check out. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Now, let me paint a little picture for you. Imagine you're shopping at one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for a coupon it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. So I used Honey earlier this week, right after recording this episode, to order my dog a bag of his favorite treats because he had just ran out. Now I order these things all the time because he's such a good boy. And thanks to Honey, I was able to save $5 on my purchase. I'll be using Honey to save money when ordering these dog treats every time from here on out. It was just so easy to use. And did you know, Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. I'd never recommend something I don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash tweak. That's joinhoney.com slash tweak. I kind of want to break down my thoughts on Sonic as a character because I I feel like everyone knows I think really highly of the character, but I've never like gone into super detail on the show, I don't think. So I think Sonic is like top five in the game at worst. 
-hmm. Like, I think he has like best in the game potential, like, like game, like game breakingly broken. Good. Like I genuinely believe that. And I always have a long time. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the, the first thing to start off with is like, Steve could be in contention, but I probably, I honestly don't even think so. I think Sonic's game plan is the best game plan in the game. Like, um, and I, it's maybe the second best game plan at worst. Cause I haven't, cause this has been like a, such a long thought of mine that like Steve wasn't always in the equation. So I just realized that, but I would say Sonic's is probably still better overall. It's, it's cause Sonic's game plan is going to trump whatever opponent he's against 99% of the time. I feel like, like Sonic's game plan is never off the table. Right. Um, because he always does that better than the opponent, no matter what. Um, like there isn't a character that does it better. And, um, and we were talking, Charles was talking about something that I thought was really nice, like transitioning between offense and defense. Right. And I think Sonic's, Sonic's tools do really, really well at that. Like spin dash being completely safe on shield, being a kill confirm, lots of damage, like crazy damage for Sonic's archetype, which is like hit and run, um, two kill throws, amazing recovery and just seamlessly transitioning between offense and defense and getting damage on either way, whether he's being aggressive or defensive, he'll still be chipping you out defensively. He will legit kill you below hundred percent consistently in every matchup. And that's why I think his, he's extremely overtuned. Like just like, just thinking of that as a concept, like imagine if she grabbed you and like, it was a kill throw, like, like up throw. So anywhere on the stage, Sonic does do that. Sonic Some of does the best not edge guarding in the game. Where yeah, multi hit aerials, spring up, and then yeah. cover high. Like you can cover low. There's so little characters in the game that can cover low and high. Sonic yeah. can do both. Multiple ways to kill off ledge trap. Multiple kill throws. Multiple kill confirms. Some are extremely early off of a completely safe move that transitions between this timeout and aggressive playstyle. So I think that character is insanely broken. And I think there's been a bunch of players throughout many Smash games that have shown that. But I think Sonic's level of discipline is really, really good at showing off why I think these things. Um, for example, Ken is another really good Sonic. But I think um, like Ken's wall can be broken more often. I don't know how else to word it more often. But I think Sonic's is ready for almost anything. And Sonic's the more he's prepared in every matchups, it's just going to get harder too. Like Sonic, Sonic's has the the offensive part down with Sonic the character. Yeah, he has the creativity like, and stuff I, too. I think Ken, it Ken is more. When I think of Ken, I think the man. I don't know. Like Ken, Ken. I I don't even want to say Ken's defense is better than Sonic's because I think Sonic's defense is better than Ken's. Like yeah. if if, I, if I'm being real, I think. I think Sonic's has the best defense and the best offense with the character. I know as of recent, like Ken's kind of been splitting his attention between, you know, the two characters and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I just think Sonic's has taken this character and especially, you know, I think his grind during quarantine really, you know, paid a lot to this. He grew so much as a player and then post quarantine, like came out and just really refined the strategies with Sonic and, Man, his his offense and his defensive play is so good. And yeah. the thing is, he'll he he's so good at switching in between the two and like knowing what matchups to do what. And even versus 
uh, Kameme, right? There was so many times where Sonic's like locked Kameme out of his spells because it's like, oh, you have Thund Thundaga. Well, if you press that button, I will hit you. And yeah, he stayed yeah. at a range where he locked Kameme out of the other two spells because Thunder or Thundaga can be used in neutral, but not against characters like Fox or Sonic. Those like right. super dominant speedsters, like you, you cannot press that button and expect not to get hit. Bro, as an aside, just real quick, Kameme using Faraga to clank with Sonic as yeah, he's and then in, actually getting punished. Punish, that was in, again like just. Seeing a little more of this character Sora, I was like, wow, he definitely has some of these tools that are going to yeah. be really, really Bro, so. if if Sora can, like, there's not a lot of characters that Sonic has a hard time timing out. Yeah. But it seemed like Sora, or Sonic's could not, like, get a full grasp on, like, holding the lead against Sora. Like, sometimes he would have, like, a decent lead, and he would just, like, hold it for the rest of the game. But a lot of times, like, it felt like Sonic's could have the lead, and then Kameme would, like, in the stock early or something like that, and he could not get the lead back. Like, a lot of the games that Kameme won, if Kameme got, like, a 30% lead, it just felt like he won. Like, it, it just it just felt like the game was over. Like, all right, Kameme's up. Like, Sonic has to figure out how to get through these spells, this giant lingering Nair hitbox, this up air. This, like, it just felt like, wait. Sora's kind of OD. Like, you can time out Sonic. Like, that's just a crazy thing to think about. Like, Yeah, I think Sora's really good at holding a lead. That was, like, one of my favorite things about playing him in the small time I did. And I think um, if if Sora has a, a big deficit, like, it, it all kind of crumbles. But I think Sora's really good in an even scenario or in especially a winning one. Like, uh, you get access to all those spells and like you they have to approach you and like mm -hmm. the lingering hitboxes like you said and i think kameme did a really great job of balancing creative and basic sora and i yep. don't think in america we've seen that really well yet um you gotta have the fundies first obviously because right? yeah yes. because but we only saw fundies and that can only take you so far especially like once you lose like a it, once you're in a stock deficit or something like a fundy Sora isn't going to cut it. And I think Kameme found a great job in a tournament environment, finding the realistic balance between optimization and just basic gameplay. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also why I was pretty excited for Sora as a character when I was using him, because compared to some of the other DLC, he felt like more of a normal character, but just fresh and new. Mm -hmm. A lot of these other DLC characters were just really gimmicky or really strange. But this felt like more all-rounded Smash, like Sword Fighter, with some 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 other stuff, and and I think in a tournament environment, I think this is this kind of character can get the job done, and I think a lot of people are having a hard time figuring that out, but that's okay. I think Kamimi did a great job though finding the balance, and it kind of reminds me of like you know what I've done with other characters in the past, like for example with Diddy, he has a lot of crazy, insane stuff you wouldn't expect to see in a tournament. But then he also has just a basic, like, play, like, it's Smash 4 play style. And I think with any character, you have to find that balance with them. And I think this was the best, uh, at least in North America, like, example we've seen of it with Sora. Yeah, and it was interesting because I definitely could see some shades of that. Like, uh, for, like, example, you at Summit, there were times where I was like, oh, that's practice Gavin. That's yes. friendly Gavin coming out. Oh, yeah. no. The match is over. And then there were other times I was like, 
all right, here comes near forward air. Like, yeah. Wait, like, banana down throw back air. Woo! Like, no, yeah. no big damage. But it's like, you could see that with Kamehameha where sometimes he would just go, I'm just going to do near one, two, three and like take yes. advantage. And then other times he was like, I'm going to do near one, two, IDJ near one, two into something, right? Yeah. Like, even sometimes yeah, he had, yeah. he had the, um he had the resets, right? Where he would do like fair one, two, People know that there's like confirms out of certain things like fair one two up B or something like that, and uh, he would just do fair one two and just stand there, and people were like air dodging. He would punish them for that. There was a lot of different like layers because I think that's something that um, Leo said about people who play Kazuya, right? Like they're always looking for that like, oh man, down throw electro wing office. Like I'm gonna do my confirm my combo like Luigi as well like. I'm going to do my confirm combo and just kill you, and that's it. But he's like, bro, when I play Kazuya, like, I look for that. But also, like, I feel like there should be some creative resets in there where, like, you know this is where people like to air dodge. You don't have to perform the full execution test of, like, uh, Electro Wing Office, blah, blah, blah. You could do, like, Electro Wing Office near uh, another Electro Wing Office. No, they're going to air dodge and just forward smash them and kill them at 40, right? Like, And I saw a lot of that with Kameme where I was like, at least he's not going for the full execution test. He's like, all right, I did this. I've been seeing them air dodge when I make yeah. mistakes. When I've been going for the execution test and it's not hitting, I've been seeing them air dodge. So I'm going to start building in resets. And that's that's something that was really cool to see. But you only get to do that if you you pass at least a couple execution tests. If I'm playing Correct. against the Sora and I'm like, yo, this guy's crusty. He just does fair one, two, three. Nair one two three like that's mm-hmm. all this guy. I'm not gonna air dodge versus you. Are you are you joking me? You're a meme. Like I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You you need to earn that air dodge. Hundred percent. Right. And I know Meister even made a tweet saying that uh you know Kamehame kept it pretty simple and I like half agree with it and half don't because you there was IDJ follow ups and if yes. you look at the set versus uh Ken, uh, he, here's the thing. I'm I'm just gonna break down real quick like what. IDJ combos are good against what type of characters? So you want to... The Nair loops are good against floaties, and the Fair loops are good against fast fallers. Right. So you'll see against uh, when Kamehameha fought Ken, he was doing, like, IDJ fairs, right? Because the, they fall fast enough to the ground where you can loop the fairs or just, like, get confirms off, right? Like, do a fair into a down tilt, into an up air, or what, what have you, right? But against the floaty characters, we actually saw, like, a Nair 1-2 into an IDJ nair one two because when you double jump with Sora, you actually go lower to the ground it sinks a little bit mm-hmm. so you actually set up that same rising nair but it's like right to the ground so he can up smash and he actually did a couple of those where he had to do it to get the up smash if he just tried to do nair one two and up smash it wouldn't have worked so you saw him going for a second rep with the idj to get the up smash which is very yep. important and because it, it wasn't twitter zero to deaths or whatever right but it was still like, oh, I understand that I can go for like these different setups to set you up lower to get a KO, to get a up smash. <laughs> like there was a couple times where I saw him comboing into up smash, killing characters at like 98 mm-hmm. or 99 after the up smash connect and they would die. Like that's how strong this move yeah. is. So it, I, I don't think Sora necessarily needs the zero to death stuff. But you do like you do need at least the KO confirms. Like the right, kill confirms, right. you absolutely need, and the IDJ kill confirms, you absolutely need, and because you get that layer of conditioning, right? Yeah. 
It's uh, it's funny because it, it reminds me a little bit of how Riddles beat Leo at uh at Summit because he was yep. he wasn't doing Kazuya perfect first loops whatever like zero to two hundred and up smashing kill. <laughs> he was cutting his combos short and going for Hell's Gate and setting up edge guards or setting up KOs mm -hmm. that way. So it's like technical stuff. Obviously, like finding it into your kit is incredible. And like as you grow as a player and as you have better synergy with your character, that should naturally happen. But sometimes it's just good enough, right, Charles? Like, and I think that's right. the point that you're getting at. Like, I mean, to be fair, Light can hit some crazy shit almost every day of the week, but most of his kills are Nair up smash. That's most of his kills. Like, it, mm -hmm. it just is a raw up smash. That's not fancy. That's not crazy. But it's how he sets up for that situation that really matters too, right? Like, it all adds up into yeah. this, you know, final play style that you have. Yeah, I think you could even. Oh. Sorry, sorry. I think the reason there's a difference between this Sora gameplay and every other Sora gameplay we've seen outside of Japan, because you could see this kind of thing, like, Sora's been pl placing well in Japan since release. Um, like, this kind of placing. Um, but I think the, the big deal about Kamehameha's gameplay that people might not be understanding, like Charles was saying, is actively removing and adding layers depending on how the opponent's dealing with Sora stuff. And I think some players might might look at the game a, a bit too uh, simple if they, especially if they they might not go to as many tournaments or something like that, and they might think, you know, why didn't this happen when Sora was at this tournament, right? Like, why weren't they getting these up smashes? Why weren't they getting these early kills? And it, it's the biggest thing is because Kameme is actively adjusting the layers in his decision making, whether he wants to go for an IDJ or just finish the combo you know, based on what has been happening throughout the set. And it also just gauging the risk reward based on the amount of time left, based on the stock count, based on his own percentage. And that just comes with playing a lot of Smash Bros. <laughs> like mm -hmm. gauging the risk reward and refreshing uh, the situation throughout a whole bracket. And in like, a just... moment's notice, by the way. Yes. Shit's hard. <laughs> this it's isn't so... like you get to like take time and write an essay and on that's... like yeah, and that's something that's beautiful about Smash, but especially Advantage State in Smash, is it's never, surprisingly, it could be a situation that has been that has happened a thousand times, but there's always like a slight difference to it, whether it's the, the percentage, a platform is somewhere, the stage, the matchup, mm -hmm. like floatiness, fastball, like there's always a slight variance to like every scenario, especially when it comes down to like finishing a string or a combo a lot of the time. You know, some, thing, some things are just guaranteed, and that's fine. But in a lot of general advantage state stuff, this is where, like, a lot of it comes down to, like, this player has just been playing Smash their whole life. And with Kameme, like, you can see a lot of the beauty in that in any character he plays. But, you know, Kameme has been playing for a long time. Like, Kameme was a competitive yeah. brawl player. And that's why I think a character like Sora can be interesting because... Um, when a player like that plays them, they're they're well rounded enough to like be very adjustable. <clears throat> yeah, I just wanted to <laughs> like someone was saying, or they were saying like he wasn't using some of the IDJ stuff, but yeah. like he was doing IDJs and like he was doing IDJs really stuff. really creative scenarios. Like yeah, one big one is if he was ledge trapping, a lot of times he would just do jump near one right. Um. And sometimes it would catch him, sometimes it wouldn't. But I think when he started noticing specific timings, he would do jump and do double jump nair. 
to stall the amount of time that the Nair, like, uh, stays in that spot because Sora's double jump is so slow, like you said, Charles, and it puts you lower. Um, but it also, like, makes it come out later because you're just thinking, like, okay, double jump. I can wait for a little bit before I start rising. Okay, then I press Nair. And if you hit it, then you're solo to the ground. That's how he was getting so many, like, Nair four smashes at the ledge because he would do jump and he was like, oh, I'm chilling and do a double jump Nair. And I was like, oh, this is really creative. And it, that's not like a... That's not oh, a training mode setup. Right, exactly. That's not a combo thing, right? That's just a, oh, I'm aware of this situation working. And like, yeah. I've I've played, like you said, I've played the character enough. I've experienced this enough to like really land these types of things. Just, a slight, just a slight adjustment mm-hmm. in a ledge trap scenario, which is going to happen in every matchup. Yep. And that's why it's so effective in a tournament setting. And that's what I really like about you know, really good players playing a, a newish character because they, they, they apply like, you know, ambiguous things uh, or it's a universal situation with a new character. And like, you know, a lot of these top players are really good at learning that kind of thing quickly. Um, but if you're watching on YouTube, like if you look at some of this gameplay, a lot of this is just a generic bread and butter and just like up air juggles. And, mm-hmm. but then there's also like a sprinkle of creativity when, when the situation calls for it. And that's what I was really waiting for with Sora. Cause I, I, I do think really highly of this character. Um, but yeah, that up that is, like Kamehameha would play the advantage state really grounded. He's not chasing people and like going crazy with all the resources. Cause Sora could do that, right? Like it might be a little riskier, but like you could go all the way out off stage. You could jump super high with your double jump. You have all these resources and like active hitboxes, like the side B but sometimes Kamehameha just, most of the time, Kamehameha just stay super grounded, maybe try to frame trap, like claim center stage, just up air juggles. But I feel like he did a bit of everything, and that's what I appreciate the most. Yeah, and it's a sort of That Nair into up air follow up was like the go to as well. And I, yeah. like, that up air is just such an MVP of a move. It is so good. Yeah, yeah, being able to confirm into it. But yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, there was still IDJ. There was still IDJ confirms, right? Like yes. we still saw them, um, and that instilled the fear. And it, it, again, this is a character that scales. You know, just because this character doesn't need to zero to death you, this character could still mm-hmm. zero to death you. Now, obviously, we're not going to see that within the first year or two, right? Like the people still need to just figure out the character, but that's still on the table. You know yeah, what I mean? Dude. So it's like I, it's it's not like an irrelevant factor. Like mm-hmm. the, this character still should be doing more damage, but yes. The player base, like, one, top players need to pick up this character, or people that can do those combos need to be, get top player fundies. Then they can, you know what I'm saying? It's it's like this cycle. So dude, we'll see it in a year or two, and it I, does I think, matter. Dude, and I think it's a common misconception where people are like, let me lab out all the tech first, then learn how to play the game with this character, right? Where usually it should be the other way around. You shouldn't right. learn, like, learning the zero to deaths and training mode and stuff, like, that's fun. But so what? If you can't land a hit in neutral, it doesn't matter. Like, it should Fundies always be... come first. Exactly. Fondy's first, for sure, which is the way Kamehameha's done it. And from here, and that's just how you build up from the character, right? Like, oh, I have a really good, you know, fundamental level understanding of his character. Now I'll start getting into the crazy stuff. Like, now I'll start getting into the crazy punish game and see how far I can really push it with this character. But having good results, getting some confidence with the character, and getting some good fundamentals under your feet, and understanding just basic punishes and stuff are way more important than any of that other stuff. The thing, well, like, what? <laughs> as you say, the, well, there was like a fourteen-year-old Kazuya who like got top 
Oh, Wilds? Yeah, 13. Wilds, yeah. Who yeah, I was talking, 10, to, so I was talking to him because I was, like, sitting next to him because he wanted a money match light. And I was like, bro, you're sick, but you look like an actual child. And he's like, yeah, I'm 13. I was like, Gee. Uh, Yeah. I'm twice his age plus some. Like, what's I think that's on? the thing about Kazuya, yeah. though. Like, with Sora, you have multiple routes to take. Fundy's route, combo route, both. With Kazuya... Kazuya ain't gonna be a good character at all if you're not killing at zero. Sure. You don't yeah. have you don't have the you, flexibility. You need, yes. I don't know. I mean, depending on the match. And even if you know. do, it's a lot less than Sora. I well, still think Sora's a, a more of a traditional character. That's, Just you that's know, true. Yeah, but boxes and swords with Kazuya, you're telling me a, a Kazuya player a straight hit Kazuya. If I played a against a, a Kazuya player, hit. if I played against a Kazuya player right now, and they were just like, "Yeah, I'm pure fundies, never labbed anything in my life." And they had to play against my Diddy Kong in a best of five. Okay, come on, bro. Like, who does <laughs> I don't even know if Riddles is beating your Diddy Kong in a best of five. Like, that's not fair. But you know what? You don't have that option. You gotta, you gotta kill people. You, you have to yeah, but that's but that's when the character that gets really is scary. The character. But that's when he gets really scary. But is when you can have be a bit of everything. When Riddle starts yeah. doing like a lot of up airs, like falling, like getting out of disadvantage, True. like playing, like when he starts doing all. The shit that other Kazuyas don't do, that's when he's the scariest, But that's the difference. Right? Sora is Fundy's first, zero to death second. Right. Kazuya will always be zero to death first, Fundy second. I'm and not zero to death's not Fundy's? I'm confused. No, I'm just kidding. Well, for Kazuya, I guess it is. But That's I'm what I'm saying, saying. yeah. There's a that reason is... why, like, the Kazuya tree, like, starts to branch out into something, like, just up airs, and it's because of the counterplay to, like, zero to deaths and stuff. That's fair, yeah. Yeah. It just yep. branches differently just because the character is so What they weird. focus on, or, or what yeah. they have, right? That's yeah. basically, Kazuya is a canon. Like, that's it, basically. There's, yeah. Well, but he does have a lot of tech with movement, and like, I don't know, how you handle disadvantage yeah. all this other stuff. It, there is a lot to grow, in term, obviously, because I think you're right. People did just lab out the, they saw the zero-to-death potential, and that's where most of the focus went, so. Same with yeah. Steve, though. Steve kind of got fleshed out in a similar way, where they're like, look at all this crazy shit. It's like, Okay, how do we do like? What, yeah. How do we do this in a match? How are we gonna like, land this? Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, oh it, it well, kinda, well, yeah. well. The rise of Sora. We knew it was coming oh eventually. Oh my God! Stop it. And that's Dude, day one. I'm serious. That's why it's like one, one of Sora category. It's like or... Aegis and Sora, and then the other ones like Steve, like Steve and Kazuya are always talked yeah. about at the same time because of how they branched out upon release. Like with with Pyramithra, if I played Pyramithra without ever playing them before in my life. Or like, and only seeing the visually seeing their moveset or something, and I pick them up, I, it would make sense. Like I would be good with them, right? right? Like I'm, like I don't even want to sound arrogant. Like I would know what I'm doing. But if you told me to play Steve and I had no prior knowledge, or even if I did, it would look terrible. I yep. would, yeah. I would not enjoy it at all, and it would not go well. And that's because of like their starting point as a competitive character, like, and that's why you know Steve is just getting better but at the same time aegis and sora could also get better just in a completely opposite way dude the one of the funniest things the only reason recently like when i started picking up sora a couple weeks ago you know why this is gonna sound really dumb i saw a sonic blade hit from the ledge and they did one two three and it put them off stage and i was just like <laughs> that how much damage do all three hits do i think it's 17 that move is stupid that's a lot i've, yeah. I've always felt some 17 uh, you said i think so but i saw i saw it reversal and put them off stage and i was like 
wait, you just got like a pure advantage state from ledge for doing like literally nothing. You press a side burst eight. option, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and With then like I was so much like, mix. and then I like looked at Sora again. And I was like, that happens every time he hits you. Like no matter what it is, he like gets yeah pure advantage state. Like, I think his his damage output is really good from straight hits. Yeah, like his like just the like up airs like 19. we talked about. Yes, the the neutral air and forward air multi hits. I talked about this before the character was actually playable. I was saying a big key factor here is going to be how much damage these do. And they do like 16 to like 19 damage. Yeah, they do. So, he has cloud numbers for damage output. And it's it sounds like you're getting hit by the most pitiful thing in the world. But <laughs> that was one of the biggest things. Because you played. are. Oh, okay, it sounds like it. But Find it when I played this character on day one, I was like, how much damage am I doing right now off of like the the most like raw straight hit kind of thing? And like I don't I just I have faith in that kind of thing I do especially with how much comes after that. Yep, because his ledge trapping is really good. Like, that dash attack, bro. Dash attack, you can't hold ledge. Dash attack, forward tilt. They'll both just smack you off the ledge. Then you like have to get up. If he jumps, like he can literally. If he sees you roll, he can just nair and fall on reaction. If he sees you jump or neutral, get up. He just nares on it. Like, it must be nasty. Nair, but yeah, solid like, out of shield option, solid mm-hmm. confirm. Like, good. no, but but hey, hey, you know, no one knows the matchup, guys. Also, right? true. that's why that's also why true. Sora gets results. And I remember that being the main argument for when Zachary won a tournament with Sora on release, which that that I obviously get. But I mean, how long are we going to say this for? It's Bro, been... when's the last time anyone played against Sora? What the heck? Well, okay, here, Kamehameha gets consistent results. Kamehameha gets consistent results in Japan, and Japan has to fight him all the time. So and you I gotta don't, figure, like, like... I'm so annoyed about hearing that. Maybe you can skate that here, or like say that yes. I glitch because American players don't have much. Yes. But like, so that's kind of... But, but again, Kamehameha gets results in Japan, and they play him all the time. So it's like, well, are you... And Japan is arguably the best region right now. I think... Oh, that's another thing to mention. Light winning this... Well, right, right. But, I mean, Light winning this is obviously a big deal. Obviously not all the big hitters for Japan were there. But <laughs> at least America got one dub, man. It's, it's, it's been a while. We've been, we've been starving on these dubs. Japan's been taking all no. of them. So, I mean, Dude, that, that's, that's like... nice to hear. When, when I was talking about lights, like, you know, seconds and thirds that he's been getting a lot of recently, that I got nervous for that because it was the same thing lining up where it's like, dude, Japan takes out another tournament. What was it? It was six in a row, I think I read somewhere on Twitter, that they were winning um, yeah, we non-Japan tournaments. Week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude. It's wild. It's wild out here. So, Shots so Jackal getting fifth. Oh, let's yes. go. Yes. I'm, I'm very surprised you didn't beat Wolf. Light. That was another thing. I was like, ooh, this is this is looking, the bracket was looking rough for Light because. Yeah, I warmed him up. Yeah, Jude. Oh, oh, oh snap! All right. Hey, let me deal. pull. Let me pull a Haas real quick. I was playing him with Wolf, and he, nice. you know, he oh, went okay. up there, and then oh, also okay, I was okay. playing him with Sora, and then he played Kamehameha. I mean, you know, I do what I can for real. Yeah, there. <laughs> right there. that's right. That's right. Hey, right. Tell Marcus. Go. Tell him. Talk to him. <laughs> but one one thing I do want to say about Sora is, I do still think the character potentially top tier. It, it the character is definitely worst case like higher upper high tier in my opinion yeah. so I, I i think the character worst case is like a top 30 ish character i think the character does have potential to be top 20 yes. but one thing i will say 
in like design wise that they did well is so that double jump we were talking about is incredibly good for offense right to set up certain things because it sets up your areas lower to the ground we saw kamami doing idj setups with naren fair right but at the same vein that thing is also his biggest weakness mm -hmm. right and i when when uh when kamami had to fight light i was like ggs your lineup is just yeah, it's so like that. That yeah. light is probably the worst player for Kamehameha to run to, like period in bracket because of the character lineup Kamehameha has does not mesh well into Fox. I think Fox as well against Sora. Sora gets juggled. Any character that juggles really hard is going to do well versus Sora. Even a character like Sephiroth can just, like up throw up air, and it's a 50-50. Yeah, there's just and not now, a lot so, of variables. Like, right, someone and, that's juggling you just has to worry about like less things right. than the average character like that's yeah. just air dodge because like nair comes out like i don't know what the exact frame that is but it starts up here it's so the it doesn't, fastest aerial though nair is his fastest aerial at like maybe like six to ten ish i don't know i'm just throwing out like general numbers but it starts up and then it comes down so your hitbox like will probably hit, your hitbox will probably hit sora before the bottom of his nair comes out towards you right so you you don't really have to worry about him swinging back at you, and you don't really have to worry about him double jumping out because it takes too long, right? So then it's like it's just a 50-50, and if you played Smash 4, there was a ton of 50-50s, but in Ultimate, 50-50s practically don't exist. Like, they're, mm -hmm. they're not really a thing, right? So the fact that Sora inflicts 50-50s upon himself because of how his double jump works and how his aerials work and operate because they start up, like, higher and then come down, that – so he does – definitely have some tough matchups you know what i mean so yeah yeah and light uh plays sora like a good amount like probably his second most played character maybe third you know whatever but right. definitely a character he invested some time in and played at least at locals also uh at his weekly there's a good mega man as well so like he definitely not only the matchup's good but he knows what he's doing and i do think as the meta grows and people get better against characters I do think that was a factor here just because of the environment, right? Like, I don't I don't know the last time Light's even played against a good Sora. The last time any of those played... Zamba, when's the last time Zamba played against a good Sora? When well, Gavin went one a year ago? Okay. Maybe? But honestly, I think Sora just beats Rob. Like, I just think he... Yeah. Also that. Yeah, that looked good. That did look yeah. clean. Well, and that's what I was like. It was kind of like I was noticing. I was like... I understand this Sora. I always knew that he had like some meta relevant matchups where he did really well. But as the weekend was going on, I was like, he does a lot better in more matchups than I think. Like okay. I was like, oh, Sonic's gonna roll him. And then I was watching it and I was like, how does Sonic hit him? And what was really interesting is Kamehameha would like he he only countered a very small amount of times against Spin Dash, but I was like you can counter spin dash. It's not like other counters. Like, it'll hit him out of spin dash. So it's like an, an option that he could use, like, every now and then. And it was like, oh, Sonic can't just spin dash. So he has to, like, think about his spin dash a little more. And then he has to worry about the magic a little more. And he has to figure out these hitbox. Like, maybe this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Now, Fox, I mean, I just, I knew that was going to happen. But, like, I started yeah. seeing a little more, like, relevancy in some of his matchups because he did he does well against Steve. I mean, we even saw Meister go Sora against Onan and take a game, right? So, like, we're seeing more meta-relevant matchups that, like, Sora could do pretty well in. We don't know because the matchups aren't fleshed out yet, but there's potential Dude. there. Right. Ness, Ness Sora looked like a dumpster fire for Ness, by the way. That looked awesome Absolutely. For, for Chris. There was just no way. 
yeah. around that one for sure. But dude, yeah, and he beat know. Syrup as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, dude. what does Nest do off stage against all those like active hitboxes, right? Like encounter, and, and then and there's like counter. five million two frames yeah, after the edge guard attempt. So. Yeah, exactly. It just looks like a night. Like, how do you even play neutral too? It looks so hard. Yeah. It's like. Like the floatiness of Ness is like the same as Sora, but Sora's a sword. Like it just sucks, yeah. right? You'll see Ness. That was a it was a pretty good tournament to watch. Though we had a, yeah. you know, I got to shout out my boy Squid Plumber. It's too late, dude. Oh, Stay. We eight. are Belmonts are eating well the last couple of weeks, right oh, here. Dom Dom at Summit, so many good vods, and then Squid Plumber went off too. So yeah, really good. I mean, top eight, good tournament like Glitch. It's a nice one right there. Shout out to, I've known I've known about Squid. Obviously, I watch most Belmonts who play, and he plays a lot. So yeah, he's he's great. Obviously, the thing I like that he did that I'm totally stealing is he would um, tether to the ledge, and then he'd drop it and up B and like push you away because you'd like inch closer to try to edge guard him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really, I'd never seen anyone else do that. I was like, that's really smart. So stealing that. Good job, Squid. That was clean. My and Jackal God. for getting a, a game W. I think that was his first set win in top eight i think we talked about gavin yeah. and it was against squid and he had just lost a dom a couple months ago so that was looking like a questionable matchup for him but he definitely yeah like he's gone top eight a bunch now. of times but sometimes it'll be through winter side and he doesn't so like i think this was a big step forward for him uh, sure. and dude and that zomba set was a heartbreaker man they have yeah. such good sets it's that always a great that, set. it's always that close it's kind right. of silly at this point um <laughs> but yeah it it, it was a a great tournament and i think that was a big step forward for for jackal going into like future top eights uh shouts to zomba too also another like just consistent like oh yeah zomba's in top eight of course like yeah always yeah. in top eight kind of like light and stuff and honestly jackal's always like a really consistent top finisher at a lot of these big tournaments too mm-hmm. i gotta um, say shout out to jake man hell of a loser's run uh yeah. very early on day one or Aww. whatever you want to call it day two what I see it against him, like, a lot. Uh, yeah, oh, wait, like, I meant to say, no offense, Pink. Yeah. But, yeah, he, dude, that was a bounce back, too, because, and I think one of his things as he grows as a player is just working around mental blocks like that, because yeah. he definitely seems to tilt quite a bit. Um, but when he's playing well, he's playing amazing. Almost beat Kamehameha, too, which would have changed the whole narrative of not just today's podcast, but the entire uh, tournament that we saw unfold on Sunday. So very, yeah. very close set with Kamehameha in a matchup that, May or may not be favorable for Soro. So, yeah, it was good stuff to Jake. Happy to see him bounce back like that. Yeah. I guess that about. It was also a really good set. Just like the last shout outs to say. Which one? Uh, uh, sharp. Sharp, oh, sharp Kamehameha. That was such that a was, good set, dude. It was game was five. Such a good really set. good set. The reverse. Well, oh, I don't want to. Well, two yeah, broken characters thought... fighting, Sheik and Sora. Before, yeah. before the set started, right? I was talking to Sharp. He was like, I think I'm going to go Joker. I said, don't do that. Said I think Sora do does. I said I think Sora does pretty well against Joker. Now I don't know like matchup spread or whatever, but I think he does pretty well. You got a if feeling. Your best bet is probably for you to go like Sheik, right? That game one started. I said, oh no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh Sheik. no. We're jo- but he said he goes Joker against Unleashed. So I was like, I mean, if you feel comfortable, like go for it. But just know your best bet is probably Sheik. And uh, the Sheik came out, and it was a, it was a good set. Uh, it was a yeah. good set for sure. I did watch that one. Almost almost top eight for Sharp. That would have been lit. Yeah. Him and Ned very close yet again. And just falling short. And, and I think we're just going to see. I think Ned, Cloud PT, I think it's a winning combination, honestly. And I think Absolutely. 
even with his time as Sephiroth, if he didn't get the results he wanted, I guarantee you he grew a lot as a player and he's going to see some improvements in his placements if he starts yeah. going characters that are a little more consistent or can lend themselves to that. So Ken will we'll 100% see. back back uh, bounce back as well for sure. Mm-hmm. I know no top. We didn't even say that no top eight for Ken, which is wild. So yeah. that was Jake. Jake prevented that from happening. So yeah, man, crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if Ken was like. I don't know if Ken played Sonic at all. That I didn't weekend. see him play Sonic at all. But I think for the theme of the event, Ken was like, okay, I'm going to go Sephiroth. Yeah. Maybe even in matchups where it was like, uh, I maybe would have gone I Sonic. He, I, I think, think he, he did, did go. He, he did, did go, go, definitely yeah. go Sonic. But oh, yeah. Yeah. Against okay, Greninja, okay. yeah. Against oh. Goofy Goober. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, Goofy's yep. lit. Man, my range yeah. is pretty good. There you go. But I, I, I wonder... Okay, so yeah, we did see the Sonic. So probably just... I, I feel like right now, Ken is primarily going... Sephiroth, it's, right? And it's then... pretty even in most brackets. Honestly, he did, go, he did get mostly Sephiroth in his bracket, but yes, I think he's... Other tournaments, it is candy. pretty 50-50. Yep. Yeah, I wonder if we'll see a shift more towards, like, more Sonic and then Sephiroth for more matchups that are geared more towards Sephiroth because I feel like I feel like Ken plays certain matchups where I'm like, ooh, man, like, you're really seffing it out here. Like, <laughs> Sephiroth against these <laughs> characters, it's, it's pretty rough, so... I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see. I don't know how much faith Ken has in Sephiroth, but it, it's just crazy to me. Pretty sure a lot, bro. He never he countered. Never. He didn't he do anything with back air and forward tilt. I didn't say that, but I'm saying that. See? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a lot fair, of what he does. That's a to lot be fair. Of like like Tweak was saying earlier. I mean, as the matchups get harder, your move set just gets more limited, yeah. and it's just crazy because like his signature move. Shadow Flare, I actually think is just not good. It's like just not a good move. Like you, you don't even his, get advantage state. You, I you think get his like a move, especially in the hard matchups, is just neutral air. But right, I mean, Ken was yeah. daring too. But like, yeah, it's. I mean, we we already talked about in the beginning how we 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 were definitely capping about Sephiroth when he first came out, and then now now it, it's so yeah. funny how it's so funny how we're like, yo, Sephiroth's top five. Yo, Sephiroth is kind of trash though. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm? He's pretty good. He's still he's okay. He's right. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's like as he's good, good as zero suit. Wait, what? Whoa, yeah, zero he's like as good as zero suit. He's what? worse though. Zero suit's he, better. Yes. Yeah. So I think zero suit. Sucks I don't know. Better. She has some Dang. shit matchups, dude. Hold on. Oh, that's I forgot point. about I forgot about y'all the timeout zero. The timeout zero. Yeah. Suit. No, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, Marcus, I'm more with you than I. Zero suit has some terrible matchups, but I don't think any of them are as bad as Sephiroth's worst matchups. Sephiroth's worst matchups are really, really bad. We gotta get we gotta get Mars on the show for this. All right, one. this no, that about wraps it up. I've had enough of this. That was a good episode. We'll great. talk more hey, about Zero Suit when Mars comes on the show. Don't forget, we'll be taking the show on the road to the big house. We'll include the link down there. If you uh, donate or whatever, you can get a question asked. We can rate your Pokemon tier list. Uh, we're gonna do that again. <laughs> Uh, live Q and A on Friday afternoon before the big house. So it's in not this weekend, but the next one. And then what's the other thing that we had going on? I forget. We had something else going on. What was it? It was the big house. And we did do a September Patreon episode. If anyone is curious about that, that the Patreon's great. And also we did a bonus episode last week on Friday. Make sure you didn't miss that. Um, Cause we went over summit stuff. Cause we didn't have yeah. time in the week to record. So we did the ball pit episode at summit. And then we did a regular uh, summit yes. episode bonus free episode for everyone on Friday. So check that out. Today. Yep. We'd be doing, we'd be doing episodes. We are dude. And this was 69, 68. Oh, 
Yeah. I was like, how do we miss the meme number? That's so uh, We're getting there. Dude, one more, 68 one more. is insane, Four. though. What the hell? Watching. See ya. See ya. Bye-bye.